You are listening to One Black Couple's Perspective Podcast with Malcolm and Jeanette Edgeco. Greetings, everybody out there in podcast land. We're the new kids on the block. I'm Malcolm. I am Jeanette. And this is One Black Couple's Perspective. So, Jeanette, uh, this is our inaugural episode. Uh, like most uh, new podcasts, uh, we want to tell our origin story. Uh, should we start from the back of the front? What do you mean? Should we start with while we did the podcast or start with how we met? or Well, first of all, uh, we are recently celebrated our 21st uh, wedding anniversary. Been in the in the game a long time uh we decided to uh celebrate our 21st in style by going to vegas so uh had a nice time in vegas uh lost some money uh won it all back right before we got on the plane so so that was good uh what did you think about the our anniversary vacation was fan Fantastic. First trip in what since eleven, twelve years? No, since two thousand five that we were on a trip by ourselves. Without the children. And uh I guess the situation surrounding that is a episode for another day. It sure is. So but I guess we'll probably touch on that a little bit during this uh origin episode. So, uh, can we do the, like, the Marvel flipping, like the Marvel movies? <laughs> Sorry, everybody, I'm a comic book nerd, so. What do you mean you flipping? Throw... You know how, at the beginning of the movies, they flip through the little... How are we going to do that in a podcast? Uh, I don't know. So, uh, well, I guess uh, most people are probably finding out eventually, but we're recording out of uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Uh, my lovely wife's hometown. Uh, but we're not originally, but uh, we just transplanted here from Montgomery, Alabama. Uh, we both attended Alabama State University. Uh, that's where we met. Uh, that's where we got married. Uh, I guess I'll start with my point of view. Um, from a small town in Florida, um, had a somewhat average childhood, uh, had a lot of, uh, family issues that I had to deal with, but, uh, it kind of made me the man that I am today, um, and so I guess, uh, fast forward into college, uh, I actually was trying to go to college in Atlanta. Uh, I had applied for Atlanta College of Art and Design. Um, but back then, you know, money was tight. And so, you know, financial aid wasn't going to cover it. The little small scholarship wasn't going to cover it. Uh, I even got the HOPE grant. Uh, I don't know if they still do it, but those of you old heads might remember the HOPE grant they did in Georgia. I think they gave you like seven fifty a semester, but that wouldn't put us 
a dent in how much Atlanta College of Art was going to cost. And so I had a brother that was already um, attending Alabama State University, and he said, hey, my college has graphic design. So I was like, well, I might as well apply there. And so I applied in August and got accepted in August. Um, I missed all the scholarships. I could have got a free ride if I had applied earlier. But like I said, I was planning on going to college in Atlanta. But I guess God had another plan for me because he knew if I went to Atlanta, I wasn't going to meet the lovely Jeanette. And so when when did we meet? Was it my freshman year or your? We met, we were introduced at the tree um, by your brother. You were a freshman, I was a sophomore. But uh, that was just the initial. Yeah, we just knew just of each other for of about each a, other for a year for about a year, and um, we didn't. We just you know kind of casually knew each other in passing. Uh, my wife mentioned a tree. The tree was this um, giant, I assume, oak tree that was in the middle of campus, and we were part of uh, two separate campus ministries i was in baptist campus ministry which of course was baptist based and you were catalyst for christ and y'all were non-denominational non-denominational so yeah y'all i I was baptist in my early days and so we would uh a lot of and there were other ministries too you know that People would come to the tree around noon and we would pray and fellowship and all that kind of stuff. And my brother introduced us. We kind of, like I said, casually knew each other for about a year. And we didn't really interact until, well, you were an education major. And of course, I, like I said, I was a graphic design major. And what was it, like a bulletin board project you need to help with? I needed illustrations for a children's book for children's literature class. Okay. And I needed some papers typed up, I think, for English class or world history or something like that. So we kind of bartered each other's talents. And so I... I wouldn't say we bartered. I was hanging out in the lab and I saw you pecking on the computer. (laughs) And the lab had a closing time, and I was yeah, thinking I was gonna miss that closing time, he y'all. was never going to finish. So I went over and I said, "Do you mind if I just type this up for you?" Because that was some that was one way for me to earn money in school was I had a word processor. Um, those of you who don't know what a word processor is, <laughs> that's a computerized typewriter that you could type your papers on and then push a button and then it'll print it all out for you. And I had the only one, seems like, on campus. So I would charge a dollar a page to type your papers. This thing was huge, y'all. And it had a handle on it. You can carry it with you. It needed a cart to cart it around. And <laughs> thing was huge. So... uh. I just volunteered to type his paper for him so he could get his paper done before the lab had to close. Yeah. 
So yeah, your boy needed help back then. One too good. Actually, I, I've improved a little bit. I still have to look at the keyboard when I type, but I can type with more than one finger now. So, and I guess that's from being a graphic designer for what going on twenty years now. I guess eventually I had to learn how to semi-type. And so we um when did we start? Well, we didn't date date per se, because uh, like we said, we were both in the ministry, and so we kind of did the guys been telling me uh, that we need to pray about. Well, <laughs> for that year, your freshman year, I would see you on campus all the time, and I did not know your name. I knew your brother's name, and I would say, hey, Alateg's brother. Which I hate. And, cause, and I felt bad because I hated being my sibling's sibling growing up. So, and I would cringe every time I said it, but I didn't know how else to get his attention. He never would respond. And I would go, God, he is so rude. And then I would just pray for him and it went about my day. Yeah, I had a, that early on in college, I I had a lot of issues. I, I guess I can admit, I guess looking back on it, you know, I probably would, I probably did have an attitude or chip on my shoulder. You know, I, I you know, was dealing with a lot. Uh, my mom had passed away, uh, actually, when I was in 10th grade. So, I was dealing with the fact that she got to see my brother graduate high school, but she didn't get to see me graduate high school. And so, and... Uh, I was trying to do a long distance relationship uh, with the high school, you know, sweetheart, whatever you want to call it. And that wasn't really working out. So I had frustrations about that issue. Uh, what else? Uh, I never got to live on campus because, uh, like I said, my brother, uh, he was already there and he already had uh uh, an apartment off campus so when I got to Montgomery Alabama I went straight to an apartment not a dorm and so of course that meant I had to get a job uh, actually I had multiple jobs I had a work-study job through financial aid and I worked at Pizza Hut and so I was dealing with the stress of having two jobs uh, juggling college ministry and, you know, keeping up with my art projects. And I just was dealing with a lot. And um, so I guess I was kind of antisocial those first couple of years of college. And so I guess, like I said, you had patience and <laughs> you prayed for me. I just prayed and, for you. I was like, well, God, he had to have heard me, but... Maybe he's going through something, and I would just pray for you, and then I didn't even think twice about it. Mm. I just kept it moving. But at least I spoke. Yeah, and as time went on, I think what really brought us together is your friend, Sameta, needed help with a project. 
and you suggested me. And I know we all met up in the computer lab, and that's probably the longest conversation we've had. We had, you know, aside from that that year that we knew each other. And so it kind of snowballed from there. Uh, you made me uh, some cabbage. Oh, yeah, y'all. I used to throw down. You brought uh, me, made me some, some cabbage with broccoli and potatoes. And I don't know, but for somebody who lived on campus and was eating campus food, and you get to go to someone's house and they have home cooked food, it was amazing. Yeah, we, uh, we had what what they would call on campus the Christian frat house. Uh, we live basically in walking distance from campus, so everybody would just walk down to our house. And, you know, because my mom had got sick, actually, before she died, and so I pretty much had to cook for my brother and I and my father. And so, you know, because if I had left it up to them, we would be eating fried bologna, egg, and cheese rice every night. And hot dogs, so, you know, I had to learn how to cook rice, I had to learn how to cook lima beans. I didn't know then how to fry chicken, uh, but, you know, I was picking up stuff along the way, and like she said, I I knew how to make cabbage, I knew how to make uh, salmon croquettes, uh, those were real popular, and so, that was my icebreaker, you know, I invite people down, you know, y'all come down and eat. And so we were poor college students, so whenever somebody got paid, we would have to scrape up some money, you know, to buy enough food to cook for, you know, other people in the ministry. And I guess you and I kind of were the bridge between those two ministries. Because uh, if a lot of you know, you know, Baptist people, you know, they have pretty strict you know, beliefs in certain things and non-denominational, you know, they have different, you know, we all believe in the same Jesus, but, you know, we all worship differently. And so you and I were kind of the bridge because we were the Romeo and Juliet of of the ministry. So, and we kind of brought it together. And Romeo and Juliet died. Well, nah, yeah, but, you know, we... West Side Story. Did West Side Story die? Did I don't it? know, I never saw Well, West Side Story is a version of Romeo and Juliet, isn't oh, it? Oh, I guess so. So, but, um, I remember it was August the 6th, 1996. And um, you were at the house. I think we had just came back from church. And now we have a child knocking on the door. It was October 6th, 1996. I think we had just come back from church. I told uh, Jeanette, uh, we need to pray about getting married. (laughs) I was like, nope. <laughs> she was like nope but um I was like you're the third person to come to me about I think you're my wife mm-hmm. and you said 
Jesus rose on the third day <laughs> and third time's a charm. Pray about it. Uh, I guess I was smooth with my Christian Mac, y'all. Yeah. And so, um, over that year, we grew close and grew apart and grew close and grew apart. Uh, at one point, I think I called it off. Wait, you skipping. You doing the Marvel flip. Oh, uh, what, what did I miss? So, that night, you told me, after you dropped that Christian game on me, about <laughs> Jesus rising on the third day, you said, well, we're not going to say yes or we're not going to say no. You said, I'll give you a week to fast and pray. I won't talk to you. I won't bother you. And we'll meet up in seven days. Next Sunday. And I was like, okay, but and I was like, okay, but I know I'm not your wife. And didn't tell anybody except for my pastor's wife. I went to her and I told her what I was about to pray and fast for. She said, talk to no one and just see what God says and stay on your word. And she said, I'll be praying too. And she was the only person that I talked to. And I would just pray about it and pray and prayed for him and asked God to deliver him from the lust demon. And mm. I didn't want to, I just was like, no, because I was content with being single and living my life the way that it was. Well, I guess uh, you got your answer because uh, here we are. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, over that year, you know, like I said, we grew close, grew apart. Uh, at one point, I had called it off. And one of the reasons I called it off is probably something we're going to get into at a later episode. But I just felt like uh, Jeanette was dealing with, you know, some similar issues that my father was uh she had some anger issues and uh some short fuse issues and uh we found out years later you know that there was some mental health issues that weren't addressed you know weren't known and weren't addressed and so i kind of you know was apprehensive like i don't want to be married to somebody that's just like my dad you know because i didn't want to you know deal with that every day and but like we said we prayed about it and god said that's your wife so i'm like god you're gonna have to you're gonna have to hold me through this whole process because this woman here <laughs> every time you say something to her she's snapping off so but he was like go ahead my son so september 1997 the 18th now even our whole um wedding was a story because uh like i said we were poor college students so <laughs> we didn't have a lot of money so we got a marriage like, license for 25 dollars. 25 dollars. i don't know where that 25 dollars came from i don't know if we emptied out our piggy banks or what but well we... between us we had four jobs though right i you had 
work study and work, work study subway. Went, work study went straight to room and board. I yeah. signed those checks over to Alabama State University. Yeah. But I worked at Subway. So, yeah, we scraped up $25. And I was still flipping pizzas and, and working uh, at the school newspaper. And let's see. We saved up. En- we, had, we somehow saved up enough for deposit, security deposit for an apartment. Oh, we scraped up money for rings, too. Yeah, a couple think, dollars uh, for those. Our wedding bands were, the set was $111. Mm-hmm. And that was the most expensive thing we we had ever bought together. Yeah. And um, like we said, surely, uh, well, we were still getting refund checks back then. Too. You were getting yeah, refund Yeah, I was getting checks. refund checks. I didn't know what those so, were. You know how people be flossing on the refund checks, y'all. So, That's probably where the security deposit money yeah, came from. Deposit. And the bed was a gift. Somebody who worked at a hotel gave us a bed. Yeah. We didn't have a couch. We, we had, had an air, air mattress. mattress. <laughs> <laughs> Our entertainment center was, was a, a cooler. cooler with a towel on it, a beach towel with a, was it a, what size TV? We had a 19-inch. 19-inch TV. 19-inch TV. And my mom knew I was going to be the one to get married and stay married, so... She had pots and pans she had been storing for me and buying and dishes. So that came from our parents and but yeah, dresser we, we bought. The yeah. little cheap Chester dresser drawers. From direct furniture. Direct furniture. Yeah, Montgomery, Alabama. <laughs> hey, when you need some furniture for the low. <laughs> God, you better go up to direct furniture in Montgomery, Alabama. And that was it. But, uh, yeah, our wedding, uh, our venue, of course, was in walking distance to campus. It was at Oak Park. It was down the street from campus. And so, in between classes. We cut class that day. Yeah. Well, our friends friends came in between classes, though. Mm Mm-hmm. And so, we had, what, about 10, 15 friends come. Uh, My brother was my best man, of course. He was reluctant, y'all, at first. He was like, you should see the pictures. You sure you want to marry this girl? Because <laughs> <laughs> he, saw, he saw a lot of our dad and her, too. And so he was apprehensive. You know, he was trying to protect his little brother. But I was like, nah, man, I got to do this. I got to marry this girl. Get married her. And he made me so uncomfortable. Yeah. When we would be at the house. We have 20, 30 people. At 514 South Jackson Street. And he would come in and speak to everybody. And then look at me and say, everybody got to go now. But he'll be looking at me. (laughs) And I just took it as the older brother just protecting his younger brother. I didn't, it didn't hurt my feelings or anything. I knew what God had said. We had an incident when I met your big sister for the first time. Mm-hmm. Lord, Lord. Jesus, was, Mary and Joseph. That's another episode for the other day. Mm-hmm. But, uh, we, yeah, like I said, we got married at the park down the street from campus. Uh, we had about 15, 20 of our closest friends. Uh, my pastor uh, officiated the ceremony. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, 
Jeanette had a car that her parents had bought her the year before, and one of the rules was nobody could drive that car. And nobody did. The only way I got to drive that car is I had to put a ring on it, (laughs) y'all. And so I got to drive the car home from uh, the park. From the park, from our ceremony. Uh, We were poor again, so no honeymoon. No reception. No reception. No well, bachelor party. Yeah, no bachelor party. No bachelorette party. Now, no shower. We, we had a ceremony the next Sunday at church. Yeah. Uh, you know, they, they did the Kentucky Fried Chicken thing. <laughs> you know, some people bought some homemade desserts and stuff like that. So we had a little little fellowship reception type thing the next Sunday at church. And, uh, yep, so we got married and went back to our little humble one bedroom apartment with our air mattress couch <laughs> and our hotel bed and you know that was our start um over the last 22 years we've known each other you know we've been through a lot um hell and back yeah. and back again and uh <laughs> We've pretty much been through everything you could possibly go through in a marriage. And like I said, we've come out on it, come out the other side uh, stronger for it. Um, A lot of the individual uh, issues we'll, you know, talk about on future episodes. Uh, The way our show format is going to work, um, we basically want to cover different topics. Uh, I know a lot of podcasts, especially black podcasts, they'll do like, they'll have a format where they do segments. Uh, they'll talk about the news, talk about current events, talk about stuff that's coming through on social media. Uh, we'll probably do that every now and then. Um, but we do have some subjects we want to cover. Um, of course, a lot of our subjects are going to be marriage related um, because that's part of um, what we do. We we helped a lot of couples uh, over our past 22 years because, like I said, we've been through a lot. So we were able to counsel a lot of people. Um, another thing we want to cover are mental health issues um, because that's near and dear to us. Um uh, special needs, because um, um, over the course we, you know, we weren't able to have children of our own, so we actually adopted uh, three children, and uh, two of them actually have special needs. So we're going to be covering, you know, subjects like that. Um, what else? Some of the subjects that you think we are going to cover the course of our show. Yeah, on top of the mental illness, uh, special needs, um, talking about foster care, um, adoption, um, um, raising children that are special needs that have mental illness, um, raising a child that has mental illness, you know, raising children with mental illness, being married to somebody who has mental illness. 
you know, being part of a family when your in-laws all have mental illness. <laughs> um, a lot. There's so many things that we're going to be talking about. Um, a lot of information <laughs> to singles um, to not rush into anything in a relationship um, because, you know, I, I have a lot of friends that are single and they talk about how hard things are right now. And just being able to pinpoint some of the warning signs, you know, just give some drop nuggets of wisdom to singles, drop nuggets of wisdom to those who are contemplating engagement, those that are engaged, those that are newly married. Um, in our 21 years as a married couple, we have a lot of experiences that sometimes we even may forget about that we've been through. But I do know that with every storm that we go through, we have learned to hunker down, plant our feet, and hold on to each other to mm -hmm. the storm pass. Yeah. And when we come out, when the sun comes back out, we're stronger for it. We're closer for it. If you knew what we were dealing with this very day... <laughs> Yeah, today. You would wonder how in the hell are they laughing? Yeah. You know, so um, we'll get into all of that. We'll get into black fatherhood. Yeah. Uh, black motherhood. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty much a lot of issues that affect black people because uh, we're black. Uh, and the name of our show is One Black Couple's Perspective. So... You know, it may or may not be right, but, you know, it's our point of view. Um, and I'm sure we'll have a lot of people that don't agree with our point of view, but, you know, that's their prerogative. And, um, of course, we'll have just as many people who agree with us. And I think it's just important in this day and age when we're dealing with all of this you know, X, Y, Z while black, um, that's going on now. Uh, black people getting police called on them for breathing, for sneezing, sleeping, uh, for passing gas on the subway, uh, for stubbing your toe in the mall. Um, you know, we're going to be covering those kind of issues from our perspective. And, um, we hope you guys, uh, are, going to join us on this journey uh it's going to be a learning process for us like i said we're the new kids on the block so we're new to recording we're new to podcasting uh we got to deal with listener feedback um we got to set up an email um we got to set up are we going to do the whole twitter facebook or just do email we're gonna do all of it okay well, I guess you guys have to tune in for episode two to find out all our contact info. And I guess as we get more shows under our belt, we'll start incorporating listener feedback into the show. And so. And other topics, other topics, um, sexual assault, yeah, sexual assault, sexual assault. Um, that's actually something we've both dealt with so I guess we'll get uh, from your point of view and mm -hmm. from my point of view 
Domestic violence. Yeah, I have dealt with. Yeah. So we we have a lot of, like I said, we're black, so you know, black folks have been through a lot. Uh, I jokingly say that Elon Musk needs to build us a giant rocket ship and just let all the black people lead a planet. Uh, and they're like a, a Goldilocks planet they found out in one of those either Alpha Centauri or one of those galaxies, distant galaxies. You need to just load us all up and let us go because apparently nowadays we can't do anything right. So, and that's another subject for another episode. Right, and we are not claiming to be marriage therapists no, or no. counselors. We're not licensed anything. Um, sexual assault therapists or counselors or domestic violence or special needs or mental illness. It's our perspective based on our experiences, our experiences and experience that we've shared with others that are close and dear to us. Um, you may hear something that will help you through something that you've gone through. We have an amazing friend that will be a guest on our show that, you know, has raised an amazing young man that she adopted that went through some horrible things that special needs. And she's helped us so much just yeah. in the last three years. Yeah. You would have thought that we grew up together as close as we are with her and her son. And it was like a almost instant bond. It the was. The first night we met her. Yes. I talked know. to her for about two, three hours the first night we met. And it was just because our sons were playing basketball in the neighborhood together. And three years down the road, we've taken trips together and, you know, it's just, it's an amazing journey that we've been on and the people that we've met. And so we will have guests here. The places we've been. And <laughs> right. And just some of the things that we've gone through and we just want to be an encouragement to our community because one reason we decided to go ahead and pull the trigger is because we've been through so much that it cannot possibly just for us to have gone through it for ourselves. Yeah, I think if we didn't get this out in the podcast, I think both of our heads would probably explode at some point. Yes. So, but again, uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, we hope, uh, like we said, we hope you stick with us. Um, we have a lot more coming down the pike. And again, I'm Malcolm. I am Jeanette. And this has been One Black Couple's Perspective.